This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer and I am so glad to be back for another one of our little Friday chats We're going to talk about Winter House in a minute, but you know I'm still reeling today from Bethany Frankel's appearance on Watch What Happens Live. Her and Andy, her and Andy, wow. The thing is, Bethany being on Watch What Happens Live in December 2022 is interesting. You know, when I first found out that she was going to be on, I'm like, does anyone need this? Does anyone want this? what is there to really get into and you know i was i was proved wrong because that that clip which i posted on bravo by batches if you haven't seen of auntie and bethany going back and forth about her rewives housewives rewatch podcast it is mesmerizing because i think these are two people who have a you know respect and mutual whatever for each other they've been in each other's lives a long time obviously but wow you can tell there is a lot just bubbling under the surface there and it was a good watch what happens live i can't lie jeff lewis was there too i don't know i've probably mentioned this before i've never really been a big jeff lewis thing flipping out it just kind of passed me by it wasn't ever on my radar that much. And then since then, I'm like, I don't do the serious. I don't do the whatever else he's up to hanging out with Kelly Dodd. Mostly it seems like, so Jeff doesn't do much for me, but Bethany, Andy, that's appointment television, baby. And you know what else is good television? Real Housewives of Miami. Four episodes out on Peacock right now. I, oh, I had the chance to watch them a little bit early. I talked to Marisol and Alexia earlier this week. So go check out that episode, which is out right now. If you haven't listened yet, I had a blast talking to both of them. We got into a lot of stuff about this season. And also, as I record this right now, it is Thursday and I am sitting in a hotel room in Miami Beach awaiting going to the Real Houses of Miami season five premiere party. So I am going to be breaking down this whole whirlwind experience on an episode next week with my good friend Taylor Jackson, who is here with me. She's not in the room right now, but, um, you know, she is a good friend of mine. And so uh, don't tell her I said that, but I'm excited to have her on next week to talk about all things Miami and some other stuff. You know, we've got a lot to get into, of course, but for now, Winter House, we are barreling toward this season finale next week, or should I say we're skiing down the mountain toward it. God, two different ski outings on this episode of Winter House. Oh boy. I mean, I know they're on a winter vacation. The whole point is that they're doing winter activities. 
I get it. That's kind of, it's part of the package. That's half of what the show is. But like, oh my Lord, I do not care about watching people ski down a mountain. I don't care whether Amanda's doing greens or blues or blacks. I don't care that Rachel is on skiing down the mountain on Jason's back. That was very impressive. I still don't care. I care about the interpersonal dynamics. And those this episode, though we do have to sit through the two ski scenes, the interpersonal dynamics are just as bumpy as that mountain. And thank God. We pick up where we were last week. Everybody's out together. Lindsay and Austin have had their chat. Rumors are swirling about what happened between them the night of Kyle and Amanda's wedding and whether or not Carl knows the full truth. And Amanda and Kyle both seem to be on this kind of crusade of needing to make sure that Carl knows the full truth because, you know, Amanda's telling Paige and Sierra how she thinks he should know. Kyle is lecturing Austin about how Carl deserves to know. And like, I don't know why Kyle and Amanda are these kind of truth seekers within the group because you would think given everything they've been through with their relationship in the past, they would be more understanding of Carl and Lindsay's seeming desire to just kind of have everyone leave their relationship alone. And, you know, ultimately Austin and Lindsay end up talking again because, (laughs) because Lindsay goes up to Austin while he's talking to Luke and it's like, so the new rumor is that I heard I touched your dick. And he's like, well, I didn't say you touched it. I said you made an advance for it. Um, Roll footage of Austin saying two days ago that she touched it. Uh, You know, the exact location of Lindsay's hand and Austin's penis really doesn't excite me that much. But basically, there is Austin's backtracking. Lindsay's annoyed. And then Carl walks up. And this whole time, everybody's been, you know, hemming and hawing about whether Carl should know. And Lindsay says it right to his face. She's like, everyone's saying I touched his dick. It's not true. And Carl is like, look, I don't need I don't need this energy. Lindsay told me what happened. I believe Lindsay. I'm good with that. And I think that is such a healthy attitude in this situation because Carl is in a good place. He's been through a lot. He's dealt with some shit. He and Lindsay have, you know, gone through the ringer. They've figured out their relationship. They're happy together. At the end of the day, if they decide that they don't need to break down any more specifics of what may or may not have happened that night when they were eating McDonald's and Lindsay Austin are in the same bed, I respect that. I don't think there's some big lie that Lindsay is keeping secret that would destroy their relationship. I think that Carl is like, I'm good with what Lindsay told me. That's all I need to know. And I think there is, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the rest of the group, I understand, you know, they care about Carl. They care about Lindsay, some of them. I understand why they want everybody to feel good about what's going on and they don't want there to be some big secret that Lindsay's keeping from Carl. But I think now that it's been established that Lindsay and Carl are happy with where they are right now, just leave it alone. Sometimes you don't need to be the crusader for truth. Sometimes what needs to happen will happen and you don't need to be the one carrying the bone to Carl when it's just going to make him, you know, annoyed or sad or whatever. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around, the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe, and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. While Lindsay and Carl seem to be doing well, the same can't be said for Jess and Corey because... This is getting harder and harder to watch by the week because Jess is like head over heels for Corey. She's talking about my relationship this, my relationship that. She wants to be serious. She wants to be exclusive. Why does he want to go out with the boys when he could spend time with her naked in bed? Homegirl is not doing well. And then not only it's okay, we who among us has not gotten too invested in a relationship and then kind of looked a little bit foolish on at the end of it. It happens. But the fact that then she's turning against everyone in the house because they're asking such valid questions and giving her realistic advice and really just trying to soften the inevitable blow because let's face it, like it or not, Corey and Jess are not going to leave this house in a committed, loving, exclusive relationship with each other because that's not what Corey wants. And I believe looking forward to next week's finale, I think he's going to have to tell her that and she's not going to like it, but 
you would hope that because she's heard this thread from almost everyone else in the house, that she would be a little more prepared for it. But unfortunately, she is taking it in the opposite direction. And her mind is telling her, well, if everyone in the house is telling you to pump the brakes, that's because they're hateful bitches. And why would I do that when I could, in fact, love my man even more and focus on our relationship? And sorry, your relationship is shitty, but mine's not. And it's like, babe, your relationship is imaginary. Your relationship is a two-week situationship where you're stuck in a house together with a guy who likes spending time with you and is having fun, you know, hooking up, hanging out, doing whatever under the covers. That's great. But that's all it is. And it's, it makes me sad. But then also it makes me like, I feel bad for Jess But then at the same time, at the end of the episode, when Amanda is telling Paige and Rachel and Craig that, you know, turns out Jess is mad at everyone in the house, specifically, she's mad at Paige and Jason for, you know, not being supportive enough or um, (laughs) what is it? What is it that Kyle said? Deminimizing her relationship it sucks because earlier in the season, Jess has already had this whole issue where she didn't feel accepted, welcomed, uh, whatever by the other women in the house. And then now in this situation, she's doing it again. And I think the first time it happened, I felt more like it was just a lot, you know, a missed missed opportunity, error in communication, whatever. Whereas this time you can see so clearly that Jess is doing this as a defense mechanism because she doesn't want to believe that this relationship, quote, relationship with Corey is not what she wants it to be. And it's like, girl, do you want to leave this with any friends or not? Because I think the first time it happened with the women to varying levels, they kind of felt bad for her because it was like, okay, like I don't want anyone to feel excluded or left out. And maybe, maybe I didn't feel that energy coming from you, but we can work on that. We can fix it. But now it's like, you've only known these girls for two weeks. You really think Paige is like, okay, okay. I know that she feels like I'm a bitch for the second time, but let me give her one more shot. It's like, no, this is probably the last time you're ever going to see Paige because Paige isn't going to leave this house and be like, you know, but I think Jess is a, is a cool chick and let, we'll hang out some other time. It's like, no, you're, <sighs> she's just going to, I see it now. Jess is going to leave the house with no friends. And I think it's partially her doing, it's partially the circumstances, but it's unfortunate. It just is too bad. You know, <sighs> Lindsay and Carl leave early the morning after everybody's going out. I, I don't really understand how this timing works out. Like how Tom and Tom were there for like 48 hours and then Lindsay and Carl are only there for a few days. I would be curious to know kind of how those decisions were made Cause it is a little weird. Like Lindsay and Carl were so central 
in terms of drama this season, but were they not invited for the full time? Did they have something else going on and they couldn't make it for the full time? I want to know who decides who's like a full time winter houser because I don't know. I have questions, but I'm, I'm curious. Slide into my DMs if you know. But anyway, once they leave, Sierra and Austin kind of take up the mantle of the the other big drama in the house because at night after whatever, gaping day, sorry, no, gaper, gaper day. What the fuck is gaper day? I know it's this ski thing, I guess, but like, did I, did I forget what that was last season? I don't know. I don't care particularly. Sorry. Oops. Um, (laughs) anyway, so we are now playing truth, dare or drink, uh, because what could go wrong with that? And in the first round, we're talking about when we last had sex before coming to the house. Sierra says that she had sex 15 days ago. They have been in the house for 14 days, I believe. And Austin does not like that because he decides that it's not okay for Sierra to have been having sex with someone else and then to still feel weird about him wanting to invite Olivia to the winter house. And because, you know, if she can have a guy, then he can have a girl. And um, I tend to agree with Sierra that I don't think these are exactly comparable situations. We don't know one fucking thing about whoever whomever Sierra was was banging before she came to the winter house. It certainly doesn't seem like she has a boyfriend or anybody serious. It you know, we don't we don't have that information and to be honest, it doesn't really matter because whatever was happening before Sierra got to the winter house, it had nothing to do with Austin. Austin didn't know about it, he didn't see it happening. It didn't involve him. Whereas once we're in the winter house, they're stuck together for 16 days. And if Austin wants to bring his quote unquote girlfriend, because I still am confused in the timeline about if and when Olivia was ever actually his girlfriend, but that's uh, whatever, that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's a little bit here nor there, but (laughs) here or here, or it's a little, uh, whatever. I just, it's not the same because you didn't have to look at Sierra with this guy. Whereas Sierra is going to have to watch you with Olivia the whole time. It doesn't, it doesn't quite add up. And I understand why Sierra felt weird about that. And, you know, Paige is kind of breaking down this timeline of how the last time that Austin and Sierra hooked up was literally the day of that dog wedding on Southern Charm when Austin had like sworn off Olivia because she brought a date and then he went and hung out with Sierra. And then like the next day decided to go Sierra and go back to Olivia. So it just is like Austin has done enough different things to make this mess that then he doesn't get to have such strong feelings about Sierra's private personal conduct in her own life. Who she had sex with 15 days has nothing to do with Austin. And it doesn't have anything to do with Austin bringing Olivia to Winterhouse. That's a separate situation. The history is weird. It's messy. It's complicated. That's why this show works. If it does work, debatable. But you know, that's that's why there's a show to watch because these people have messy layered shit with each other. And for Austin to act like it's just like these two little puzzle pieces when it's actually a whole mosaic, it's falling flat. But you know, that's how it goes. And you know, sadly, Austin's 
alleged girlfriend, Olivia, was not able to make it to the winter house. But anyway, we have made it to the season finale officially, which is next week. It looks kind of good in the preview, uh, but I will be the judge of that next week. And, you know, until next time, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.